It's just exciting, isn't it? I could keep going, but I'm not going to because it's time to like share the Word of God. And if you've been here, we are uh, actually doing, like Josh just mentioned, it's time breaking intimidation. Now, I know a lot about that because if you were here, you would have seen all the things that you can get intimidated by, you know, not good enough, too old, too young. I mean, I've had them all practically. So, you know, I'm a bit of an expert on being intimidated. So I'm sure that I can help you tonight because uh, it's been a journey. But what we're going to do first is Pastor John, uh, in every service this month, has read out dreaming for the decade for our church. And tonight, I get the honour of reading it out. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it is. So Pastor John wrote it on the 1st of January, but I love this, and I I just love this. So he says, you know, if you agree, you need to make some noise. Oh, yeah, come on, I can hear you, Kathy. Make some noise. Okay, so let's just go. Now, when I'm saying I, it's not really actually me, it's Pastor John. All right, I see our I see our church in a season. I know I've just grown like a like a half of meter, but anyway, I see our church in a season of revival, a powerful move of God with radical salvations, healings, and young people being apprehended for the call of God. I see extraordinary momentum with a thousand people being saved in a year, and increasing until one day we see a thousand people. Saved across a weekend. Come on. Imagine the yes team then. That's our team that look after people who get saved. I see us being a leadership factory, training, raising up, and empowering leaders who are brilliant disciple makers. There is a multiplication of leaders of all ages who are gripped by a strong and unshakable call of God, which causes them to lay down their lives for the gospel. I see us established in our new premises on Power Road. It's a landmark facility. This would be a demonstration of God's power, a result of a series of miracles that echoes around the nations. The Lord will be glorified for doing exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. I see new locations starting with Melbourne in 2020. I am believing for five new church plants over the course of the decade. I see these locations supernaturally in their own buildings because we first broke through on the Sunshine Coast. I see our church filled with influencers and entrepreneurs innovative, cutting-edge marketplace leaders who excel in every sphere of society, government, media, sport, entertainment, education, and business, entrepreneurs who set the standard for business excellence, leadership, and wealth creation. I see our church consistently experiencing powerful healings. There is a breakthrough anointing on our church. People get healed in their seats during worship and watching online. People are flying in to be in our services because they've heard miracles are happening at C3 Powerhouse. I see us being known for kindness in our community. Our reputation is for generosity, compassion, and practical help for those in need. I see us a haven of love, hope and acceptance for all, radiating God's love in our community and beyond. This is the C3 powerhouse of the 20s that we will see. Woo! I love that. And I love and honour our, our senior ministers, Pastor John and Dan. I just love their vision 
not like for our church, but our church is made up of awesome people like you. They love you. They pray for you. They want to see you rise in leadership. They want to see you rise in innovation. All those things that, that Pastor John's dreamed about. He's talking about you. Oh, my goodness. They're so good. Let's give Pastor John and Dan a hand now. They're so good. So... On to its time, Breaking Intimidation. It's the final Sunday of our four-week series. So it's just a quick recap. But first I'm going to say, like, intimidation is... We've got the uh, slide, please. Intimidation is a demonic spirit and strategy that robs us of godly confidence and stops us entering into God's best for our life. That's what it is. It's a demonic spirit and a strategy. And, you know, it's based on lies that we believe about God, about ourselves, and about others. Those lies cause us to shrink back, or they cause us to disqualify ourselves when God wants to bring us into a new level of blessing or increased influence. And to break intimidation of our lives, Pastor John has encouraged us to go on a six-month journey. Because guess what? If you do something once, it really doesn't make a difference. So, you know, that's why he's encouraging us to go on a six-month journey, praying through the four steps for five minutes a day. Five minutes a day can change your life. You do that for six months, you could be a brand new person. Not that there's anything wrong with you now, but imagine the intimidation that's broken off your life. You won't know yourself. So the first step is to recognize the lies we believe, repent for believing them or agreeing with them. I'm just going to quickly go through these and then get on to step four. The second step is to break the chains of unforgiveness and release people from our judgment and release the pain that is being buried on the inside. Because usually the lies that we believe have embedded in our heart deep wounds. So it's a matter of the Holy Spirit working through that. And I know all about that because when I first came along to church, every time like the music, you know, the worship was on, I'd be like, I'd be fine going in there. Music would start me like crying, snot and everything. I did, I did that for a year, every time, because that's the way that God can help to soften your heart and get the pain out. I didn't know what was going on. In fact, I was a little bit surprised when it stopped. I'm like, what's wrong with me? But yeah, there you go. So that's how you got to get the pain out. And then the third step is to discern the evil spirits that are dominating our thoughts and feelings and resist them every day along with the spirit of intimidation. And we're going to do this together now. We're going to put up one of those slides and then I'm going to read it and then you're going to read it with such enthusiasm that boom, we're going to see some demons flee tonight. So here we go. We'll have that. Okay, I'll read it first and then you can follow after me. I come against the spirit of intimidation and control in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm not doing that great at reading this. Anyway, I resist you off my life. Go. Oh, that's good. Let's do that. Go. Oh, I like that bit. You know, are you feeling free already? I know, I know right now, I'm, I think I'm feeling freer anyway. So that's, that's good. So it's, that was step three. And the great thing about it, like, I think you, you, you will find out if you don't already know, but tomorrow we're doing seven days of prayer and fasting. Oh, my goodness. So 
What this is going to help you to do is do, come along to the prayer meetings because there's going to be a section in each prayer meeting where you will have a chance to go through your own four steps for your own things that you need to break through on. So come, like fasting, oh my goodness. I mean, I love food, but I, I know that fasting does great things for me. And it's not because, you know, oh God, you know, if I don't eat steak or whatever, because that's what I love. If I don't eat steak, um, you're going to do this for me. It's not, not about that. But when you fast, it actually changes you. When I fast, I hear clearly from God. I push into God because it's not only about not eating the food, it's actually about spending that time that you would uh, usually prepare it to pray. Okay, so it's, it'll do wonders for you. So come along to those. So today, we're going to do and focus on our fourth step, which is renewing our mind and rewriting what's written on our heart. So it's renewed. So in Romans 12, 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The thing about this, like, to renew your mind... You need to do three things. And we're going to look at three things. Like, how do I renew my mind? How do I rewrite, re, rewrite what's written on my heart? And what scriptures should I use? So God's word is powerful. That's one thing, like, I, I love the Bible. I love my Bible. I was going to bring it tonight, but the cover's like a little bit tatty. You know, it's falling apart. But... I think, I think Jeremy might have brought up, you know, what is it? Um, broken Bible, fixed... Per- oh, oh, what is it? Oh, there you go. Dirty Bible, clean Christian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, my, my cover's a little bit broken, so I want to mend it before I take it anywhere, actually, because I love my Bible. But I, I love what the Word of God has done in my life. It totally has transformed my life. So here it is. The Word of God is the key to renewing our minds and rewriting what is written on our hearts. This is one of my most favorite scriptures in all the Bible. There's a few of them, though. But in Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer? that breaks the rock in pieces. I love it. And I think it's because it's got a hammer in it. And you think about that hammer that Thor has, you know, this big, massive hammer. Well, the hammer of God's Word is way bigger than that. It's more powerful than that. So God's Word is like a fire. It, it, it illuminates things. It can encourage you. It can be warm, but it can be a hammer and it can break things off your life that shouldn't be there. It can break intimidation off your life. So that's why I love the Word of God is like a hammer. So how do I renew my mind? By speaking the personalized Word of God out loud. And that's how we renew our mind. So I, I used to, you know, I got, um, when I was 12 years old, I, I'm from New Zealand, if you hadn't worked that out already, but the tan, was it the tan that gave it away? But anyway, I'm from New Zealand. And I was born in a little town called Kaurau. So it's a small town. I think there's around about 8,000 people there. And my parents separated when I was six years old. I lived with my grandparents for four years. And then I moved to Wellington to live with my mother when I was 10. So Wellington, if you don't know it, it's like the big smoke to me. Like it's the capital of New Zealand. So 
I go there and it's totally different. I go to school and it's totally different. You know, I didn't even realize there were so many things wrong with me until I went along to the school and everybody told me what was wrong with me. You know, the, uh, part of the issue was um, I'm, I'm a Māori, so there were two of us in a school of 1,000. So the day I stepped in there, it was like, oh, gosh, you're black? Like, blackie, I got called blackie, nigger, ugly, so many different things, and I wasn't used to that. It didn't happen in my little hometown. Like, it was just weird. I'm thinking, that's weird, but what started happening, I'd never heard those things. They, they started to get written on my heart. I'm like, oh, wow. And I started playing this tune inside my own head, and I would have been like uh, probably 11, and five kids beat me up at the train station. So I got bullied at the train station. And at that time, I didn't really know anything about forgiveness. I didn't really e even know anything about fighting, but I learned. And it wasn't a great thing because I was hurt on the inside. And I made these vows on the inside that I'm not gonna let anybody hurt me again, ever. I'm not gonna let anybody. And I, and so in my heart, I put these walls up. But not only that, I had this revenge on my mind. Like, I'm going to get, I'm going to kill those five people. Like, but I'm going to get them one at a time. Because I'm smart, right? But, 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 it, but, but the thing is, so I did. Like, well, we won't talk about that story. But, but so I did. And, and do you know what? It didn't make me feel any better. Not at all. Because it just made me feel like more of a loser. You know, they hurt me, I hurt them back. Now we're all hurt. Like, it didn't, it didn't make me feel any better because inside my head, I still kept hearing, you know, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You are ugly. You are black. You are a nigger. Like, all those things. And it was this track that went round and round and round and round in my head. And do you know... That might have happened when I was like 11 or 12, but it impacted my life for many, 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 many years. So that's why I love this series. You're going to get keys that can help you in this next six months break things off your life. It doesn't matter how old you are, young people. It doesn't mean that nothing's happened in your life because I'm sure it has too, where there's been a spirit of intimidation, where someone said something to you and, like, and it's hurt you and it's wounded you. But these keys over the next six months can change your life. So when I became a Christian, uh, which would have been 17 years ago now, I'd had a lot of life already though. I still didn't, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't even know that that had happened to me. You, you don't think, oh, my heart. You know, it's just all walled up. No, you, you don't think like that. But, but when I started coming to church and then you know, I'm crying and crying and, and, and it's breaking things down and things start to rise up. And this is what happens when you, you know, sometimes you've got to go through the pain to actually heal the wound. You need to get it out. You need to get it out. But like, so uh, that programming though of the, you know, I'm not good enough, like I'll never be good enough, all those sorts of things, that's a spirit of intimidation. You know, it made me feel like I don't fit, I don't belong, 
all those things. And I'm sure some of you have felt that way before. And it, and it didn't even mean, even when I became a Christian, I still had that same thing. I felt like I didn't fit. I didn't belong. Because I felt like everybody else in the room had it all happening, but I didn't. Do you see, you can be in a room and you can still have, if that spirit is on you and in you, it's actually got to get out of you. And that's when things change for you. Because every, otherwise you look around and everything just confirms what you're thinking. Like somebody just happens to walk past you. Oh yeah, they're not friendly. They don't really like me. I don't belong here. I don't fit. Do you understand? You confirm because of what's happening in your mind. So you need to change that. In Psalm 45, 1, it says, David said that his tongue was the pen of a ready writer. And in Proverbs 3, it states that we should not forget God's laws, but write them on the tablet of our heart. So our heart is a tablet and our tongue is the pen. So when we speak God's word out loud, we write it on our own heart. And so instead of having those other things written on my heart, I needed to change that. And how you do that? is by speaking his word. So from those sorts of things, like I felt like I didn't fit. I felt like I didn't belong. So when I got the word of God, like the Bible, but I also got a book that uh, helped me in, way back. This is before I actually knew the whole lot of the keys altogether. And it's a lot longer process when you don't know, I've got to tell you. So we, I'm so grateful that Pastor John has done this series with us. But here, like in this book, that I've got, it's got rejection. So I looked at one of the scriptures there and I thought, that's perfect. It said, God has chosen me. And even now when I say that, God has chosen me. I can feel like on the inside of me, I used to just say, God has chosen me. Like that's not even the whole part of that scripture, but that's the part that made the difference for me. God has chosen me. I am chosen of God. God chose me. He chose me. And, and, and see, you can get the word of God and I would just continue to say it. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, do you know what? It doesn't matter. God chose me. That's what matters. He chose me. I do belong. I do fit. I am good enough. God chose me. So you, you start to rewrite things on your heart. And like meditating on the personalized word of God is how we re rewrite what's written on our hearts. So meditating on the word of God is like, it, it, it means to mutter. In Joshua 1.8, it says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And then in Job 22:28 it says, You shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Do you know a decree is ir irrefutable? It's impossible to deny it. The, to decree means to legislate, to bring something into order, to structure something. So if you want to bring your life into order, change the way you speak over your life. If you change your words, you can change the reality in your world. So what are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about yourself? Uh, in tw uh, when is it? 2013, because one of my greatest things is, is like, you know, I'm not good enough, don't fit, don't belong, was that, but also a poverty mindset where 
I just felt like I had so much trouble spending money on myself. It was ridiculous. Like even when I actually started to have some money, I, I couldn't spend. So, but it's a, it's a mindset and it's a spirit. So I, what I thought is like, what can I do that I can speak the word of God over all of it? And what I did, I got scriptures from the Bible and I made my own declaration. So I'm going to share that with you. This is like from 2013. I haven't said it for a long time, but when I did say it, I said it for a few years. So I'll just share some of it with you. I'm blessed and highly favored. Every part of my life is blessed. I speak into my day and I download prosperity and success into my day. I speak into my home that is a haven of peace. I speak over those I love. I speak prosperity and success, that their lives are coming into direct alignment with the plans and purposes of God. Wealth and riches are in my house. I speak into my mind, peace. I speak into my heart, courage. I speak into my feet that there are paths that I can walk on so that I can overcome every obstacle. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am chosen by God. I am loved by God. I am protected by God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. So that's all I share. But do you see? I'm excited doing it. And I haven't done it for so, so long, but it was so inside me. And every time I felt like I didn't belong, I would say it. I, I, I would actually start every morning. I printed it out. I had it beside my bed. Every morning, I'd just get up straight away and speak it out loud. And like, man, I'm pumped after that. Even just saying it now, it's all coming back to me because it's just on the inside of me. You get the God, the, the Word of God in your mouth, it is powerful. And it has transformed me big time. I mean, I did it for a couple of years, totally changed my finances because I was going through financial hardship in 2013. And like, so, and just the whole thing, I had like a spirit of rejection on me and something happened in 2013 where I felt that same way again. But I started to declare this every day. And like I said, you can do something once, it's not gonna make that much difference. But you do it over and over and over and over again, you will see the fruit of it. So in Hebrews 12, 11, it says, discipline does not produce immediate joy, but it is an investment that will pay great dividends in due time. So yes, it takes time, but who is willing to give five minutes a day for the next six months to break the power of intimidation off your life, to have a whole new life, to rise up in life. Because it did, it totally changed my financial situation. It totally changed about how I feel, about, I, I fit wherever, I don't even care, like seriously, because God chose me, right? I'm chosen of God. So wherever I go, I fit, I fit. So that's what a declaration can do for you. But what scriptures should you use? Use scriptures that work for you. Like if it is a poverty mindset, it, there's so many different scriptures. Like, like a couple of ones that I say is the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. The main part of that one for me is that God adds no sorrow to it. God wants us to be wealthy. He wants us to prosper. And then the other one was in 3 John 2 where it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and in health, even as your soul prospers. So, you know, there's so many different things you can say. If it's a spirit of rejection, 
God chose you. He did. That, I love that one because it's like simple as. It, like there's so many different ones. You can, look, you can even Google it, whatever it is. But, you know, God has promises for us. And some of the promises God gave me was about my sons. You know, like, like in the Bible it says, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord. Talk to my, it, like, and also there's a scripture there that just made my heart jump that my children will increase in wisdom and stature and the favor of God and man. Like just things like that. So the promises of God, what's God promised you? Write it down. I, I mean, I have a scripture board at home where I've got declarations, I've got scriptures, but I don't know. I just feel like there's times when I really feel like, wow, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this scripture. Or I'll be reading the Bible and it'll just come a light to me and I think, man, I need to work on this. I need to work on this right now. So what does God promise you? And what is God's purpose for you? You see, intimidation can just stop us from walking into God's purpose for, our, for us. I mean, I, I used to be totally intimidated speaking in front of people. At Bible college, and I think it must have been about nine years ago, there were 16 of us, and we had to get up and like do something, you know, like a presentation. And I would be at home like feeling physically ill before I get there. And then when I got there, I'd just spit it out as quickly as I could and sit down and shake for 20 minutes. But, like, but you know, it was a spirit of intimidation. A spirit of intimidation because God had given me a scripture and it's in Isaiah 61, but he'd also like, like people had prophesied over me about preaching. And I remember in Isaiah 61, it says, you know, that, that um, the Lord God has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. And I remember asking someone, what does that mean? That doesn't mean like preaching, does it? They're just like talking to people, is it? They're like, yeah, that's talking to people. And it is. But I tried to deny it because of the intimidation. I didn't want to get up in front of people. So what is it with you? What gifts has God put in you? If you're not sure what they are, we have growth track, which is on every third week of the month. This week, uh, this month, it'll be at the 10, during the 10 a.m. service. Find out what your gifts are. Don't let intimidation stop you from doing anything. Break that thing. So I want, you know, let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray and we're going to break that intimidation. I want you to pray. What it is, what is it? What's one of your things that intimidates you? I want you to pray for that. Come on. Come on, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Lord. Your word is powerful, Father. It's sharp. It's alive. It discerns. I thank you, Lord, that right now your Holy Spirit is looking at each heart, Father, and you're there to help them. You're there to be with them. Father, you're even illuminating things that they need to break off them. And in the name of Jesus, we break the power of the enemy off. Jesus' name, go. Go. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are good and there is no other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Come on, give Jesus a hand. 
what he did then in 10 seconds, imagine what he can do in five minutes a day for the next six months. Commit to God, change your life. He's good. I'm gonna invite up Isaac. Come on up, Isaac.